receiving invitations or sending out invitations is an important part of our lives. We do this for events, parties, meetings, or any other special occasions. If you have had experiences where you were invited and felt so excited, the invitation must have been very special to you. You might have been invited to something meaningful or by someone important. No matter what kind of exciting invitations you have experienced, they cannot be compared to one from the Lord. There is an invitation before us, unlike any other, to the great banquet, eternal banquet, extended to you by someone so special, our Creator, our gracious host, our God. How have you been responding to his special invitation? This morning, we are continuing our sermon series, Some More Stories. We are going to look at the parable of the great banquet in the Gospel of Luke. Before Jesus shared the parable of the great banquet, he was on his way to Jerusalem. He was invited to dine at the home of a Pharisee, one of, one of the religious leaders. Jesus had healed a man with dropsy and taught lessons on humility and hospitality. He said, when you give a banquet, give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. At the mention of the resurrection, one of the guests at the table said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will, who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. In response to this remark, Jesus told the parable of the great banquet. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the, in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five, ox, five yoke of oxen, and I on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the street and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, 
but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the, ro- go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be, will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. The word of the Lord. In the time of Jesus, banquets held significant cultural and social roles in Jewish society. In the parable, a man hosts a great banquet and sends out invitations to many guests. Hosting a banquet involved two rounds of invitations. The first one was sent sent out well before the actual banquet. People responded to this initial invitation to let the host know whether they would make it or not. This helped the host figure out how much food to prepare and all the other details. Then, on the day of the actual banquet, once everything was ready, a second invitation was sent out to each of the invited guests, telling them that everything was ready. The meal was about to start, just like in verse 17. It's time for the invited guest to come. If you put yourself in the position of the host, you could easily guess that turning down this invitation at that moment was a significant matter, and it was like a major insult to the host. The story of the great banquet essentially centers on God's gracious invitation to sinners, welcoming them into his kingdom. God desires to connect with people and fulfill them with blessings. In this parable, the man hosting the banquet represents God, while the banquet symbolizes his kingdom. God initially invited people to the great banquet through the promises made in the Old Testament. The recipient of this invitation was mainly the people of Israel. Now it's time for them to get the second invitation. Jesus had proclaimed the arrival of the kingdom of God. He let Israel know about the prepared great banquet. Jesus was the Messiah and the Savior of sinners. His sacrifice on the cross at Calvary would finish the work of salvation by paying for the sins of humanity. With the time for the great banquet finally here, Jesus, in his teaching, extended a gracious invitation, saying, Come, for everything is now ready. The right response to this gracious call was to accept it, turn away from sin, and have faith in the Lord Jesus. In the parable, when the time for the banquet arrived, 
the host sent his servant to inform the invited guest that everything was ready. They had all agreed to come to the banquet when they received the first invitation. However, one after another, the invited guest began to make excuses for not coming. One had bought a field and said he had to check it out. Another had purchased five yoke of oxen and said he was on the way to yoke them up and try them out. Another used the reason of recently getting married as an excuse for not being able to come. When people buy a field, they thoroughly inspect it before making a decision. Is seeing it after the purchase more important than attending the great banquet? Farmers carefully assess and consider everything before purchasing oxen. The second person's heart was still solely focused on what he had. And it would be even more wonderful for the person who recently got married to attend, attend a great banquet with his new bride. Their, excuse, their excuses reveal their priorities and what they consider most important or valuable in their lives. The invited guest simply didn't want to attend the great banquet due to their own personal agendas. In other words, they prefer to attend their own banquet. There is no other explanation for their feeble excuses. The people of Israel had already received God's initial invitation to the great banquet through the promises of the Old Testament and had agreed to attend. They assumed that they, as God's elect, would be at the messianic banquet when the time comes. However, when God's second invitation arrived in his son Jesus, they intentionally made excuses with their own priorities and refused to come. The excuses in the parable are similar to the three requirements of discipleship in Luke 14, which follow right after the parable of the great banquet. Luke 14, verses 26, 27, and 20, uh, 33. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. 
In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Jesus is addressing the required commitment associated with being a disciple and following him. Family involvement and possessions are not to take priority over discipleship. No excuse is valid when it comes to entering the kingdom of God, entering the great banquet, and being his people. Many Christians today are also making similar kinds of excuses like the invited guest in the parable. They are too busy and often preoccupied with possessions and family matters and offer excuses for not being able to come and follow him. Their hearts are focused on enjoying their own banquet. As I mentioned earlier, the right response to the gracious invitation is to accept it, turn away from sin, have faith in the Lord Jesus, and follow him. Only through him we can attend the great banquet, the kingdom of God. There is no other way. So entering the banquet and becoming a disciple of Christ cannot be separated. That is why both the excuses in the parable and the requirement of the discipleship are pointing out the same biggest obstacles. Our priorities on possessions and family matters over the great banquet and discipleship. I'm not saying your possessions and family matters are challenges. But your priorities on them over the great banquet and discipleship are challenges. I explained earlier that Jesus told the parable of the great banquet in response to one of the guests at the table with Jesus. The person said in verse 15, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. He presumed that he and all the other religious people deserved the seat at God's great banquet. And he believed that Jesus would agree with what he said. He thought that they would be present at the great banquet in God's kingdom due to their own works and effort as well as their Israelite descent. But Jesus' answer was different. He said in the parable that the right response to God's invitation to attend the great banquet requires you to put the kingdom of God first on the highest priority without any excuses. 
not everyone who talks about heaven will be able to attend the banquet. We should follow him to enter the kingdom and have a seat there. Jesus makes clear that following him requires self-denial and taking up our cross daily. Accepting God's invitation to the banquet involves leaving behind our old ways of life, repenting of our sins, and surrendering all to him. It is not a one-time decision, but a lifelong commitment to walk in obedience to follow him. Jesus challenges people who take election for granted and are more concerned about personal matters than the kingdom of God. Let's reflect on our lives for a moment. Where are your priorities? How are you responding to God's invitation? In verse 24, Jesus ends the parable with the master's determination. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. He's talking about the invited guests who were invited but refused to come with excuses. The host said that they would never get a taste of his banquet. This reminds, reminds us of judgment in the days of Noah and of Lot and on the day of the Son of Man in Luke 17. Luke 17, verses 26 to 35. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day the Lot, the Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from the heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember, last wife, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, Two people will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. 
one will be taken and the other left. Judgment may be an uncomfortable theme for us. But without the notion of judgment, there will be no need for salvation. The sense of urgency and importance of life would be lost. We may not like judgment, but it is a central and necessary message of both the Old and New Testament, and especially of the teachings of Jesus. When the invited guest rejected the second invitation, the servant came and reported these things to his master. The host became angry and told his servant to go out into the street and alleys of the city quickly and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. He continues to pursue those who may have never experienced such an invitation before. It reveals God's heart for the marginalized, the broken, the hurting, the lost, and the outcast of society, inviting them to partake in His abundant grace and love. The servant did as instructed, but there was uh, still room at the banquet, the host then sent the servant to go even farther beyond the city and compel everyone to come in so that his house might be filled. As the servant brings in those from the street and alleys, the master's house is filled with guests. By God's grace, sinners from all walks of life are embraced by his love and grace and welcomed into his kingdom. The banquet hall is full of joy and celebration. Let's remember the parable of the prodigal son. A young man asked his father for his inheritance and left home. He wasted all his money on a sinful lifestyle and ended up hungry and poor. Realizing his sin, he returned home seeking forgiveness from his father. But his father welcomed him with open arms and ordered a feast to celebrate his return. The celebration of the kingdom banquet is like that. The kingdom was present in Jesus and continues as present through the work of the Holy Spirit. The invitation can still go out because all is ready. And everyone who accepts the invitation may come and enjoy the feast now and forever. The Lord loves you and has invited you to the great banquet. Have you truly joined it?
If you haven't yet, are you going to come to pray? Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for your gracious invitation to your banquet that you prepared for us. Please help us always put your kingdom first and respond with deep gratitude. Guide us as we share the message of your love and grace with others, inviting them to join the great banquet of eternal celebration. In your name we pray. Amen.